Have y'all, I thought about this the other day. Have y'all ever had white people tell you, um, be safe? Never. Mm-hmm. Have you? Uh-huh. In what in what event was that? Like, were they telling you to be safe? Um, at a food store, it was just like a simple passing of the cart. When was so, it? Of course, before COVID, I was um, younger, like way younger. So it only happened one time. Um, no, it's happened other times, but now you got me like in, in the mode of thinking about it, and I'm like. Oh, that has happened to me. Like on, but I never took it as. Now that I'm thinking about it. Now I'm like, uh, like, what, what you mean? Like, like, what you are you trying to pre warn me or something? But as a kid, of course, I just thought it was just uh for to say because I'm young and I'm a kid. But when like you're an adult and you're um simply like passing carts, like oh, I'll take it and they, they'll say be safe. Um, before- that's, how, that's how it happened for me. I've never heard a white person tell me to be safe. <laughs> like just in like, hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? See you later. Okay. Like I don't know this person or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. I don't think that's a thing that white people say because that's not a thing that white people have to be worried about. So mm-hmm. I think, so I have like recently, like when I'm giving, like on my job, when I'm dropping stuff off to white people, I've I've seen I have seen an uptick in in white people telling me to be safe. I'm like so to me it's not necessarily like I'm racist so watch your back. I think it's more so like I think they starting to see and starting to know what is actually going on with us. Yeah. I don't necessarily like it. Don't tell me to be safe. Like like don't tell me to be safe. Y'all y'all Yes, make it safer. Yes, <laughs> make it safer for me to live. Tell me, be safe. Just like you telling me to be safe. Tell your peoples to chill out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I'm recording. We can talk. <laughs> I didn't know. Everybody, how is everybody doing? How's everyone's week so far? How was this Monday? This Tuesday. I'm sorry. well i worked monday and which is yesterday and it was terrible (laughs) but it is what it is i take it like a grain of salt and move on to the next day i feel like that's not the first bad review i've gotten from you about work Mm. i feel like you don't like your job she don't like her job okay Mm -hmm. i follow you on instagram and i saw you post at work you didn't look like you liked your job then either (laughs) <laughs> the picture. I was like, Jesus, she's happy to be there. <laughs> some days I am. Some days are like, oh, that was a good day. But right now, it's just not um, consistent. Good days, and uh, I don't like that. But I'll change it. Understood. Keith, <laughs> I have my moments, man. Um, I've been having a lot of moments lately. Well, I, I feel like. Well, I'm enraged, but you know what I mean. But I can't be outraged, um, so I'm I'm just enraged a lot of times lately. But I'm working. Well, I'm not necessarily working on not being outraged. You know what I mean? I'm working on the thing that's making me enraged. Um, but uh, 
But other than that, I'm okay, man. I've been, um, it's helped me to make a plan and make, like, make a plan for my goals. So, like, every day I look at my goals and I look at, like, am I working the plan? The plan that I'm setting up, am I working at? And that's that's been very helpful lately. Um I'm the guy that likes to, I think me and Sharice talked about this on another podcast, like marking stuff. No, Sharice, you don't mark stuff off. Oh, I, I do. You do. I okay. Okay. Yeah. So I've been, I'm the guy that needs a checklist and stuff and okay. just asking stuff off the checklist. And so I've been doing that a lot lately. So I'm, yeah. I'm focused, man. I like doing it because it feels like I'm achieving something when I'm able to take it off. It feels good. Like, you are. It's done. Like, I love finding uh, planners. It's actually a thing for me. Someone said that last time. Yeah, planner season is a real thing. Like, knowing when new planners come out, it's a real thing for me. Really? Wow. When does the new planner come out? In July. They normally end in June. The ones that I get anyway end in June and start the new year in July or the new planner. So I normally go shopping for them around that time. Target has really nice planners. Mm-hmm. Craft stores, arts and craft stores have really nice planners. For all the checklists okay. that I need. I forgot to start this off with some music. Dang. <laughs> Sherry, sing us a song. Can't sing. Didn't need that. <laughs> we just need to pick a song. <laughs> Yeah, we do that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny, bad. This is Alex Isley and Jack Dine. Good and plenty. featuring Masego, Good and Plenty. This is Keith Roberson, and you are listening to Thank God for the Group Chat. Today we have here Sharice Richardson, Alana Sippel. Tobias is not here with us today. We had fun with that earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pray for Brother Tobias. He's on the (laughs) screen. It's sick and shut in. <laughs> Our dear brother. Lana said that he had polio, <laughs> which I don't even think exists anymore. 
exists. It exists. Yes. Then why you say he had it? <laughs> I was trying to give him stuff it's that not, don't come it's around. It's not rampant like it was in the whenever it was the thirties or forties. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> so he caught something. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a pandemic. So he's out. So he had to have been out here doing some stuff he should not have been doing. Because how'd you get polio? Not even polio. He got something that is um, in association with polio. We're not polio. quite sure what it is. Polio association. Man, when I said a polio association, I laughed. That's funny. <laughs> I don't care. Oh man! I don't care. Um, I'm just happy I had my phone turned back on, but to read all that—that that was funny. Fam, I thought that we didn't have much to talk about this week, but we actually do. As I was yeah. coming up with the list, I'm like, "Oh, we gotta talk about this. Oh, we gotta yeah. do this." And that's the good thing about having segments is that kind of never run dry with those, you know, because you can. All right, what can we talk about in this segment? Sorry, also, if anybody's like looking forward to doing a podcast, listen to or don't listen to ours if you're trying to figure out how to do a podcast. Because <laughs> I don't think we do podcasts like how other people do podcasts. And I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. So to the people that are listening to this podcast and expecting some sort of formal podcast, read the description. It literally says, forget everything you know about podcasts when you listen. To <laughs> we do what we want. Cause we popping. Um, what we what we on? What are we on? Okay, okay. Oh, we had a YouTube comment. So as we start posting this stuff up, and as we start uh, getting our viewership back, cause that's the mission that I'm on. <laughs> We've been doing good lately. Um, we had a YouTube comment that I completely forgot to bring up until just now so i'm gonna find it but it was in regards to what we talked about on uh on nascar and so someone um spoke up about it um i didn't read it because i was like oh well i'll come back and i'll read it i'll read it then but but the time is now and now i can't find it okay here we go he said NASCAR has been trying to bring more of the diversity into the sport with their drive for diversity program. <laughs> so <laughs> there's literally a program called drive for diversity um, within NASCAR, which has helped out over the years. But this move Michael Jordan is doing is definitely going to help the progress, to help the progress of that program. The drive for diversity program has helped bring a little diversity in already Bubba Wallace, Eric Almaro, who is Cuban American who made it in without the program. So why did you say that? If he (laughs) he said that it helped do it. Um, Kyle Larson before fired this year for using a racial slur. Okay. This is not helping your point at all. Um, Daniel Daniel Suarez and more coming up the ranks. Here's a little info on their Drive for Diversity program. Um, Then he sent the link. Also, the other black owner in NASCAR is actually Michael Jordan's (laughs) former college teammate, Brad Doherty. 
that played for the Cavaliers in the NBA. He's been in NASCAR for about 20 years now and an analyst for NASCAR for NBC. Um, this is from Cody Price. Cody, thank you. Thank you very much. And it looks like you just graduated. So congrats to you on that. What do you graduate? What it look like? I don't know. I think he graduated from the army. That's what look he had oh, that American, nice. he had the American flag in the back. All right. Jarrees, don't say nice. You don't graduate from the army. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I was I being say, silly. <laughs> no, no. I you say nice. Dope. I, I mean, like I mean it. Like the army's tough. That yes, but you don't graduate from. You don't graduate. <laughs> no. You, I thought you did. You can graduate within to a higher rank. They, they don't oh, give you a cap and gown, Sharice, is what I'm saying. Oh, no, I knew that. He oh, had a cap and gown high. on and a flag in the back. Oh. You're so <laughs> aggy. I swear. You're so aggy, bro. <laughs> So angry. All right, so what we, what we got? To, oh, that idiom. took me a while. Damn. <laughs> we got our idiom of the week. Um, our idiom of the week is head over heels. Head over heels. What does it mean to be head over heels? I love how y'all like just get <laughs> this thought yes. of like just say the first things that come to your mind because y'all not gonna get it. <laughs> Because now I want to think literally. What would it mean if my head was over my heels? Your head, your head is over. over but your head is over your heels. So it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Does it mean... Okay, I don't know. It doesn't mean that. <laughs> that wasn't going to be a good guess. What is it, though? Okay, in regular culture, it means that you are... In love and like kind of out of your mind in love and just yeah. That's true. Okay. That's Great true. Time. But I think reading of it, uh besides like being it's just Hello. Am I going in and out or is Shari's going in and out? Sorry, everyone experiencing some technical difficulties. It has been raining here in New Jersey all day. All day. All day. Like nonstop. <laughs> and, I, and I was out there all day. Like, so I know all day. And I was thinking to myself as it was raining, I said, it ain't rained all summer. Mm-hmm. And now I want to rain now. I'm I'm being hyperbolic. I'm being hyperbolic because it did rain, <laughs> but not <laughs> but not for real. For real, it um, wasn't a let's just say this. It wasn't a rain day like what we are experiencing right now. Right, like, it don't I, change direction. It, I'm like, wow, like it's really it raining. Get, it, that rain was getting off. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do all the stuff that rain do today. Today, like it was crazy. I was like, "Wow!" I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit y'all with some drizzles. I'm gonna hit y'all with some fog and some mist. Then I'm gonna rain for real. <laughs> then I'm gonna blow some wind. <laughs> <laughs> 
It changed direction. I'm gonna get in my bag. You understand? I'm gonna feel this. Yeah, I'm gonna hit y'all with some heavy rain. I'm gonna hit y'all with some purple rain and then some chocolate rain. Yeah, this is true. Um, no. So what? Are, what is? What does it mean to be head over heels, Charis? I always thought about it in the aspect of like keeping your balance, right? And so um, I think even in the midst of you saying it, you're kind of referencing like, don't be head over heels or. You know, your head over heels is like you're losing your balance. Get back to your balance, type of thing. Where are your heels? Well, if you that like, I can't explain it. Just go ahead and tell us. I really can't explain it. Like how I always seen it in my head, like as far as like it being like a balance thing. Okay. The origin of head over heels. By the looks of it, this phrase has an older inverted form that goes heels overhead. This inverted form refers to someone who had fallen down. For example, in the London Annual Register newspaper printed on January 1776, it reads, being thrown with great vehemence. What just happened? What happened? (laughs) Uh, my screen switched to something else. Being thrown with great vehemence from a projecting crag, which turned him heels overhead. So that was the original phrase, heels overhead. He fell down perpendicular upwards of 50 yards into a snow drift at the boot of a cliff where he lay above half an hour before his companions could get him to take him up. According to worldwide words, it was by the end of the 18th century that this idiom changed from the inverted version to head over heels, the one people are familiar with today. This newer version referred to someone who had fallen, not on the ground, but in love. An example of this comes from a book titled A Narrative of the Life of David. I think it means Crockett, uh, but it got the R somewhere else. 1834. I soon found myself head over heels in love with this girl. In short, this expression is at least 244 years old. Mm. So basically, like that, like something else that I read, it was saying like basically like to be heels overhead is like you're doing a cartwheel. You know what I mean? Right. So. That makes sense. Yeah, like so you're super excited. So we weren't, we're not corrected. We can still use that phrase the way we've always always used it. Yeah, because it's been going on for over 200 years. Good. Mm-hmm. I can't take any more idiom changes. <laughs> what one did we have before? I was just like, what changed? Like I, I feel like I've been corrected and then, then now I overthink when I use whichever one. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't want that anymore. This is, this is one that I hate when people say, I could care less. That bothers you? It it's, not bothers. It's, it's not like, if you could care less, then that means that you care. care. It means right. that you care. Right, and makes- you and you could you can afford to care less because you care. Right. So I always try to say I couldn't care less. All right, what's next? That makes my sense. I could I could care less. I'm like, oh, so you care then? Good, because I got what? more to say. <laughs> Who else? Come, <laughs> Kamala Harris and Mike Pence had a lot to say. Last Thursday, um, 
And I'm about to pass the rock to Alana, who looks like she wasn't ready. (laughs) (laughs) Who was looking like, looking like Bam out of bio all last night. Because listen, okay. I care about politics a lot. Um, It's hard to care when I feel like it's a farce. And that's as someone who's been loving that word all week. There's a lot of people who don't actually care naturally about politics. So I know they care less than I do. And they couldn't care less. So <laughs> I, um, I could care less. But, okay, so, I mean, the debate, I don't really have much to say. Um, I have more thoughts about um, things that weren't said. But as far as the logistics, um, they actually did debate, unlike you know, um, Biden and Trump, who just sat there and went back and forth like kids. But even in them actually having a debate, there were a lot of important things that they didn't answer directly. So um, like Roe versus Wade, which if that is taken away, it will give states the right to write abortion laws. That's obviously a hot topic against amongst Republicans and Democrats. That wasn't made very clear on either end. Um, coronavirus is still at the center of this election. Um, I'm not really sure how people's opinions can sway at this point because we're so close to the actual election and so much has already happened with coronavirus. It seems as though if that's going to be your decision, um, your determining decision or factor, then you've probably already made your decision. There's not much more that could happen, right? A lot of people have died um, and it's affected a lot of things financially in this country. Um <laughs> The Kamala stood up for herself um, in a very classy but straightforward way. Um, she reminded me. She reminded me of a black woman in that moment. I mean, she is a black woman, but I mean that those moments where she was—I know those moments where she was like, "I'm speaking, I'm speaking." That is the that is the decorum that a black woman carries herself in, in those types of spaces. So, okay. So that's, it's interesting because I had a conversation with my, my papa after that. And he said, um, I wish she would have said more. I wish she would have been more firm with him. And I said, do you think that if she would have taken more of a firm or mm. typical black woman stance that mm. what they would have used against her was the typical angry black woman narrative. He said, you're right. I didn't consider the stereotypes that y'all already have. This is a 70 year old black man who for all intents and purposes doesn't often admit his biases. Mm. Um, And he said that on his own. And I said, so she could have been what they call the angry black woman where you and I, because we're used to engaging with black women. We know even if she got loud or or smart, she's not really mad. She's just black Mm-hmm. And expressing herself in that way and being str- and being sure and straightforward. But America's not going to take it that way because white people aren't used to engaging with black women. So it seems more extreme to them. And then I said, so what do you, I said, so what do you think then when she doesn't interact the way that you and I would maybe in the household because we're used to it? And she then takes the stance that she did. He said, well, now I think that America's going to use the female stereotype and say she's a pushover. Okay, so there's, where is the happy medium? Where is the fairness? Where is the understanding? 
Um, and I don't have the answer to that, but those are all the questions that I think are worth asking. Um, and I think that it's also worth, worth considering when we talk about what she's actually going up against that's not spoken. She has the regular vice president issues, the regular arguments, the regular platform topics, and then she has everything that she has to confront because she's a black woman running for vice president. Um, and then last but not least, the star of the show was a fly. I was gonna I was gonna say the fly won that daggone debate. The fly won the debate. Um he, he was sure of himself. He <laughs> stood his so- ground. He uh he didn't move under any circumstances. He came in and said, this is how I feel. And this is what I feel. <laughs> and this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to put my foot on any BS that tries to get in my way. And that's what he did. He stood on the, the back. You're talking that serious. In the way. This is amazing. That BS just happened to be this is amazing. our vice president. Bye bye. Best segment ever, yo. Good job. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. Don't be saying right. by far like you've been on all by one of the <laughs> By far. But I listen, so. Mm. so. Thank you very much. Y'all pray for America. <laughs> <laughs> and to end with that one, <laughs> y'all pray. No matter who we get, pray for America. Seriously. That's the truth. Shy, <laughs> any words? Anything? Um, I'm, I'm in agreement with uh, Alana where everything she touched on. The fly did steal the show. And um, uh, this was a much better debate. The, though a lot of questions weren't answered, I felt like in so many ways as well, adding on to what you said, I felt like Kamala had a lot of cleaning up to do like she was basically basically cleaning up the mess from the last debate for her um running me so it was kind of um it was kind of annoying because i felt like we didn't get to really know who kamala is we more so we got a small taste and it was just like we wanted more but it was uh amongst other distractions it wasn't really geared in my uh, opinion for her to shine through. She had little moments where she gave us her history, but I felt like she just threw that on us. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really feel like it was really fitting, but she had to let us know. So I I respected it though, because I was like, yeah, that's what we want. We want to know who you are. Like, you know, there's so many people out there that don't know who she is. It's just like, oh, she's black and she's running with Biden. So I'm with it. Like, you know, so the fact that she did state what she stated, I just wish that, um, she could have touched on a little more things in regards to her rather than wasted on something that people have the opportunity to speak on. We don't have to clean up that mess. We know what it's a shit show up there. Like, you know what I mean? So um, I did appreciate it being a much more serious um, debate. You know, I was actually able to pay attention, <laughs> you know, seriously. No, I was really yeah, I into it. You know, this this time around, I, I didn't even pick up my phone, but like that much. So, you know, I was more so answering people talking to me and I'm like, yeah, you seen that? Like, right. but, like you know, so um, other than that, it was it was much, much better of a debate, um, though it still lacked a lot of things that we need to know and to hear out of their own mouths. So we did, like you said, 
we we are literally voting for the better of the two evils if we're being honest and they so. said that about the last debate um mm-hmm. i'm not saying it wasn't true then but if it wasn't it is now yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah brother keith i realized for the first time that um and i know i know where we are in this country and I know how we just talked about black women and the protection of black women. So with that said, let me not say what <laughs> He talked himself out of it. I thought he was saying that. Wow. Himself, right. I was waiting. He talked himself like, out of it. Where we going it? with this? <laughs> what is he not and then it said he's like, he's right, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Mm-mm. I want to so bad. Like, uh... Like no, like the thing that I posted that I sent y'all about uh about uh Tiffany Haddish. Which which thing? How she looked like Eric Snow, but I can't say that. But I can't say it <laughs> on Facebook or on Instagram. <laughs> Do we need to take a break? Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. Kamala Harris, I don't know if I could look at her for four years. She looked like Hansel Squidward. To me. To me. Photo break, please. Why you got to point out that it's your opinion like that makes it hit softer? It does, because it's like... <laughs> people think it's easier to take it because you say but hey what do I know well you know you feel like that <laughs> and now I do too hey, that's, just, that's just me I can't, I can't. that's just me I know it's just <laughs> when she turned to the left man I'm like oh wow she looks like handsome I don't see that now Lakeith okay just a second just a second I'll say though while you're doing that Lakeith Stanfield did put on Instagram how he which it was irrelevant, but it's just being himself. He was like, I don't like her hair, but I'm proud of her, basically. He's saying like a flippant comment, I don't like her hair, but you know, whatever. Yeah, did you did you they send that to us? Did you send that to me? I might have, but they tore into him for saying that. Cause they're like, why are you focusing on that when we talking about something completely different? Why are you focusing on that? On her hair. They like, why you say that? He's like, cause I wanted to. Mm. Like they both right and they both wrong. They both right and wrong at the same time. It's like, yeah, that's how you feel, and yeah, you got the right to say it. But I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, time and place, and I'm not mad at people for being mad that you said it. But also, you you know, yeah. But in a casual conversation, sometimes you just say stuff that's irrelevant. Be like, I really don't like his shoes, but I love his outfit. It's not necessary to mention you don't like the shoes. You just say it and you don't think about it. I think it's less appropriate for Lakeith to say it because of the stance that he's taken in regards to black people. You know what I'm saying? He's taking such a hard, a hard stance on black people bettering one another and bettering the community and stuff like I'm like, okay, so don't have anything negative to say about a black politician a black female politician who would who is potentially our next vice president then mm. yeah, he, he, that don't talk about and then hair at that yeah hair at yes. that very sensitive topic and he could have definitely just kept that between him and a friend who wanted to talk about the debate 
That's what I'm saying. I'm, I will never post that Tiffany Haddish looks like Eric Snow with no hair. I'm, I, will, I will never post it. And to imagine that at this juncture in her life is when she got common. <laughs> but why are you acting like common? I don't think common is a prize. A lot of women do. I'm sure. I'm sure. Don't say a lot of women like I'm part of y'all. <laughs> because all these years I've loved Common for more reasons than his looks. But if his looks is all we got to talk about, that's enough to stand firm on. Right. I'm saying at this point. But all right. Y'all that's got now let me say this. Side note. I did notice this about a month ago that I don't think he's aging that well. That's what I'm saying. But he's still handsome. But I'm saying he's dropping off. And Tiffany Haddish is like coming up. You know, I've dropped 20 on you. You think? Do you find Tiffany Haddish attractive? No, I said drop 20. Like she would put up 20 points. No, I do not. At a, during the NBA finals. I'll help Allen Iverson out a little bit. I'll bring the ball up. You childish. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna make it. Oh my that was, god. That was me trying to hold it in. Oh no. <laughs> because you see it. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish and Allen on the court. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Remember that unorthodox shot, Eric Eric Snowhead? It all makes sense now. It all makes sense, man. Are we off of that? Because we we got more basketball to talk about. That just made me think about the movie Joanna Man. Bro, Mm. Joanna Man. There is a scene in Joanna Man that still makes me laugh to this day. (laughs) When Tommy Davidson asks her for a kiss and she said, (laughs) (laughs) He said, I'm not giving you no little Me and my friend quote that movie all the We quote all types of movies, but that line, we say that all the time. That movie was <laughs> underrated and it should have done better than what it did. Very. That movie was very funny. Especially for the time. Yes. But yes. you know why it got shunned, right? Because it was a man in a dress. No, nah, not even that. It was like during a time when the WNBA was on the rising, it was making a mockery of it. Saying That's that, like, a man can like put on a thing, go down there and play, because it's like making a mockery of the fact like females playing basketball. The WNBA started in what ninety eight? Ninety six. I think it's ninety six. So this movie came out in the early two thousands. Yes. Mm-hmm. Were people that sensitive then? It just didn't make as much noise because we didn't have social media like that. Okay, that's why I didn't hear about it. I was at home watching. Yeah, I see. That's when I was like crazy. Anything about the WBA, I was on it, mm-hmm. and that, of course, that comes up when you <clears throat> like doing research for stuff. You follow like that. the news of it. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I definitely was. I enjoyed the movie. I still enjoy it. I think it's still. Fun. I did too. That's why when I, I read, also that, don't I think they created it to make a mockery of the WBA. They didn't. You know, <laughs> it's always. Was that one writer out there that's gonna find the 
what's the one thing what that people be the say? Right. So let's let's write it. Like, you know, I, and then when I was reading, I kind of got that feeling vibe, but I was just like, man, ain't nobody gonna read this. Like, <laughs> but here I am reading it. <laughs> who won the finals? Who won the WNBA finals this year? Seattle Storm. So okay, that's why Sue Bird was trending. Yes. She still she been a storm all her life. Hooping. Hooping. I remember yeah. when she got in the league. She 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 been with that one team. She she gotta be in the league at least 20 years. Sad. She's like Kobe. Like they, like she's in the same. I think she got 12. I think she's on 12. Sue Bird? Yeah, I think she's I think she's like 12, 13, something like that. Mm-mm. They was just talking about it. But they they was comparing they was comparing it was LeBron her and it was somebody else I think I I can't remember at this present time but they was they was talking about like being in your prime and performing at the level that you're performing at and you've been in the game for this long eighteen years that's a long time that's Kobe oh two yeah oh, two. Yeah. yeah that's Kobe I don't follow the NBA so I don't know. Yeah. Wait, say that again. I just said I don't follow, so I don't know. I asked if she had been with the same team for 18 years. Yes, same team. Uh, the NBA Finals ended two nights ago. Um, Sharice, um, with more on that, hopefully. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good. Um, <clears throat> what, what we already knew was going to happen, happened. Uh, the Lakers won. And <clears throat> with that being said, so many things, instead of just genuinely just being happy for a team, I think that this is the first NBA finals where people are just at the all-time time of debate in regards to LeBron James. And um, what cracks me up a little bit about this is that he's, like, over the years, has built up such a hate crowd. He went from being loved to hated in what I felt like was overnight. Now, granted, a lot of people was mad because of his trade to Miami. Completely understandable. But if you're looking at it from a player's perspective, that drive to win, that drive to be number one, of course you're going to make a move like that. What does it take to be? <laughs> I forgot so, all about that song until you brought that up a few podcasts ago. Continue. <laughs> so, I, I for one, I was definitely one of those ones that was like, oh, he weak for going to Miami and playing with all those all-stars. And yes, he did change the game from, from doing stuff like that because then it just became a thing, the norm. But what I also forgot was that when you are playing at your best and you're chasing after something that you truly want and you know that you're capable of getting, but you also know that you can't do it by yourself. I think that says a lot in itself right there. Mm. Um, I've played on plenty of teams and you have teams where you are the key and you could get it done by yourself, but then it's also playing at different higher levels, how that changes over time. Like if you're playing against anybody good, you're not going more so than likely, you're not going to be able to beat them by yourself. Mm -hmm. So as I got older with maturity, I I came to understand why he made that move. Now, 
for the, for those who just don't like him, because I'm like at this point, I really think he, it's it's just fun to not like him. It's easier. Um, I just don't understand, especially in this climate, especially um, for all that he stands for, for all that he is. Like he is a young black male who, for the most part, the odds were against him. He was raised by his mother and solely his mother. Um, she did what she had to do to see that he had everything that he had. And basically he took what he had, which was his talent in playing basketball and playing sports and took it to the highest level he could take it. So in that perspective alone, I really think we shouldn't hate on something like that. If not see him as an example for our youth that are put in those same situations because it's so common. You know what I mean? Um, I, I just, it, it's a lot of hate out there. I mean, you cannot like, you cannot like someone and keep it. So I just think right now that that hate trying to compare him to Jordan, trying to compare him to Kobe. Um, to this extreme, you just got to see it for what it is. He has four rings. He has four MVPs. Okay. What does the four MVPs and four um, NBA titles mean for his legacy? It means it means a lot if you ask me. I'm asking you. If you ask me, he's in the conversation now. Because, I mean, <clears throat> let's just say he don't get no more. He's gotten more than most. Not everybody is walking around saying they got six, let alone 13. You know what I mean? <laughs> so 13 it's being, like, being who? Bill Russell? Yeah. Bill Russell has 11. I mean, 11, sorry. Yeah. Is this is this what it took for him? He might have went 13 times. You yeah, I, yeah, I think that's why I got confused. Sorry. <laughs> this is, is this what it took for you and for him to be in the GOAT conversation? Or was no, he, he, was, he was already in there just okay. off of his talent. He was already in there for me. But um, I just... <clears throat> I really had like I my my I was a big LeBron fan. I was like, you know, this kid, he's dope. And um when he got drafted and then I seen that he would um play with DeWan Wagner, which I think that was the greatest high school player ever. Um, DeWan Wagner, and I got to see him play. He was amazing, amazing. Um I just thought that like <laughs> let it come to you. I think he went out and got it. Mm-hmm. And that growing, like growing up in my mind, it was always let it come to you, which now that I think about it, that's a horrible mentality to have mm-hmm. because chances are it's not going to, unless the franchise got the money to do it, to bring you those players, to make yeah, sure you got all the tools that you need. It's not going to happen that way. And you, and honestly, you do have to go out and go get it. I mean, anybody could be traded, but you still got to perform. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know? So, I mean, granted, he did have a lot of help, but thinking back now, I'm like, great, step your game up. Because it's just like, you couldn't beat it. You know, that's what makes y'all the best. Y'all the best of the best. And y'all supposed to be playing against each other. You know what I mean? So I, I, I just had to mature up a little bit. I was just mad to see him, like, leave his hometown and all that good stuff. So it, it comes with maturity. You sit back and you'd be like, yeah, he was just getting to it. You know, like he was getting to it. Does does this move him up in the goat conversation? 
I said Alana. Alana. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear you say your name. Say my name. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Uh, I think he was already in the conversation. Um, Does it move him up? Move him up. I know. Yeah, I that changed. That changes the question right there. I know, move him up. It a lot. It's hard for me because for me, I, I think LeBron has undeniable God-given talent and skill. Mm-hmm. Well, talent, and I'm purposely not saying skill. I think he is yep. skilled. I'm not saying that he's not, but what I'm saying is when I say God-given talent, I think since high school and having these back and forth with people, I've always said that he has advantages that people don't have just naturally, mm-hmm. not because of what he does in the gym, not because of the time he puts in. He naturally is physically a beast. LeBron is 6'8". LeBron you. probably runs a 4'3". You know what I mean? Um, LeBron, LeBron can jump is, out the gym. Yeah, um, he against football players. Mm-hmm. That's his, LeBron that's, is a football player that's playing his, basketball. And I've said that. I've been saying it since I was a teenager. That's his stature. I've been saying so that forever. I think there's certain things that on a basketball court that is not created for tackling and, and manhandling someone, there are just advantages you have because people, one, have to play smart, and two... I mean, just naturally, there's certain advantages that you're going to have. Court vision court vision can only be taught to a certain degree. And mm-hmm. he's got it like almost no one you've ever seen outside of maybe Magic and a few other people. I'll, I'll say Jason Kidd is up there. Yeah. Not a, a, a forgotten point guard, in my opinion. Um, yes. I... I I posted something. I'm gonna let you finish. We got ten minutes left um, before we go to break. Um, I said Michael Jordan. He's the great. He has the greatest will of all time. He could will you to a win if he wanted to. You was gonna win that game if Michael wanted to win that game. Mm-hmm. Period. Kobe Bryant is the most skilled basketball player we have ever seen in the post. Um, outside, mid-range, three-point. Kobe was shooting long three-pointers before Steph was even in the league. Um, The list goes on. Footwork out of this world. LeBron is the – he has the greatest God-given ability basketball player-wise ever. It's Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson. Let me not even say Michael Jordan. He don't play nothing like Michael. It's Magic Johnson with LeBron James because it's just like a yes. football player. <laughs> yeah, kidding, yeah. It's a football player playing basketball, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. It moves him up in the conversation for me, not in the sense that I'm saying moves him up like I'm putting him above who is my favorite of all time, mm-hmm. but moves him up in the sense that there is a certain level because I feel like there's certain people in every um, any category of anything, music, art, basketball, football, that's like this actually is no longer about your opinion. Yeah. It's fact. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I feel like everybody who deter- who has decided, I love this game or I love watching this game to whatever extent, this at this point should be a fact. And then whatever opinions past that that you have about LeBron can be spoken and whatever. But as far as whether or not he is one of the greatest players of all time, at this point, I don't know if that's an opinion anymore. Mm-hmm. Because I have a cousin who is a LeBron hater. He does not like LeBron at all. It does not matter what LeBron does. He's going to find a problem with it. Oh, like Skip. I was, on, I was on the phone with him. And I am not, I wouldn't even say that, you know what I mean? 
I'm I'm this over the top LeBron fan, but I think that what I said to him was like at this point I don't know if it's I don't know if the part about if he's one of the greatest players to ever play is a conversation. I don't think that's mm-hmm. a conversation point. So yes, let me ask y'all this: Mount Rushmore of basketball. Mount Rushmore. There's four. There's four people that go on this Mount Rushmore. Is LeBron on your Mount Rushmore? We we do need to talk because we are doing a podcast. Yeah, I know. My bad. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, yeah, I got caught up thinking about who else adding people. And are also- we gonna do this off a of fact? Yes, that's hard. <laughs> Because you can get emotionally attached to players, too. I was just going to say. That's a real thing for me, too, because I'm emotionally attached to Iverson. Iverson's not. Me, too. He, but he's not up there. But. Emotions, he's my, he's chiseled first. But, of, <laughs> but objectively, objectively, no AI that is not the answer. Mm. Ironically. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on the Mount Rushmore of my heart. <laughs> love that man him and Kobe and then there's no there's actually nobody else there but yeah <laughs> not your not your, I mean it is your personal Mount Rushmore but not because I, I'll go first then because Kobe is my favorite player of all time I agree but Kobe is not on my Mount Rushmore oh <gasps> really I'm I'm going by people that yeah, in a way, changed the game. So, in my opinion, Michael Jordan is on my Mount Rushmore. Of course. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is on my Mount Rushmore. Wilt Chamberlain is on is on my Mount Rushmore. Is Magic? No. No, he's not on yours. If 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 Magic is on there, LeBron ain't on there. But LeBron has to be on that Mount Rushmore for me. I don't know. I'll give it some more thought. I'll, but um, I have a rough draft in my head, and you said one of them, which is Wilt. The rough draft in my head is Wilt. It's Michael. Oh, I got Wilt and Michael. Kobe is on my Mount Rushmore, and then LeBron. I'm talking about cat. That's what I'm saying. That's why Kobe's not because Michael, like as far as like that prototypical, because of their similarities. It's and it's only because Michael came first. I do think that they are different players. I do think that Kobe did. um, I think that Kobe's highlights are way more impressive to me than Michael's Mm -hmm. highlights. It's a different game. It was a different game too. And that's what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. That and that's what I'm saying. Kobe though. The chink in his armor for me, not it's not even really a chink in his armor, and, but for it, from other people's standards, is he modified what Michael Jordan did, mm-hmm. which I think is incredible, which I think is great. But it's like, okay, there was one that came before you that kind of modeled it for you, right? You know what I mean? That we never seen a LeBron type before. Prior to him, we've never seen a Magic type before. A six nine point guard that could play all five positions. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
We've never seen a Wilt Chamberlain before. You know what I mean? He changed the game. Him and Bill Russell used to go at it. You know what I'm saying? And for all intents and purposes, Bill Russell might be on Mount Rushmore because of what he did um, just for racial, um, you know what I mean, just for um, Mm -hmm. the civil rights movement. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard question. Mount, right? Just four. I think, I think we got to do it by centers and guards. Mm. <laughs> Just saying. I can't, I can't do it. Like, I'm like, ah. Oh. But that's, it's not, but check it out. It's not your greatest of all time list. It's not your, it's not your top five. It's easier. It's just your Mount Rushmore. But to me, the position evolves. So mm-hmm. how am I, how am I doing around um, a Mount Rushmore when one, different positions, different errors. It's like, I think I would have to literally do it by the position, oh. like for guards. For well, centers. no, well, you don't because have it. It really evolves, <laughs> in my opinion. Like, I can't, like, no. Nah. That's why it's so difficult for you. Yeah, I'm sitting over here, like, I'm listening to y'all talk, and I love like, like, y'all to be quiet, because I'm like, wait a minute, I'm trying to put this together. It's not coming together. <laughs> first four came to my head. Nah, this is hard. I keep, because I, I keep getting to, like, and I'm like, nah, 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 I ain't gonna work. Like, because uh, I keep finding like reasons why the person, like, nah, technically nah. Like, it, it could be a lot it of could be, it could be a, I mean, we'll come back to it. We'll give some yeah. more thought to it. I'll come back to y'all at the end of the episode if we have time, which we won't, but it'll be a UFR. We'll be right back after the sound. <laughs> Cause I love when people are like, "Shorty, what you mean? What you mean?" That joke, yeah. I love that's that part. That's one of the three I just named. Yeah, something special. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's that. And I love Woo. Yeah, yeah. I like Woo. That shit is fun. I like that song. And I then think um, he was fun. His music was fun. I like him. Like I was like, I can't believe I actually like a new age rapper. I was like, that's and crazy. you know what? I, I was listening to yesterday. I was listening to Rod Wave, and I like him, but I'm just like, who hurt this man? <laughs> Who hurt him? He's so upset. Yeah, yeah. He's emotionally yeah. disturbed. <laughs> Y'all, Rod's feelings are so hurt. Who hurt this man? His feelings are so hurt, and I just I feel bad for him. I like that song with him and Ty. Do- but I, I'm I'm low key a big Ty Dolla Sign fan. Like, it's, I'm like, wow. He deserves. I like it. his music. He's I like his music. I feel that way about the dream. I'm oh, no, the dream fire. Like, if you're being honest with yourself, that man is fire. Like he is. If you know I just think I just think it's him as a person that's corny. But his music is fire. Yes, they yes. Woo yeah. child, his music is good. Like he I'm telling you. So much good music. Not even just his songs. Like for other Right. People. Right. Yeah. Right. Like I'm telling you, that he he's He's definitely, in my opinion, don't get as enough like credit as he deserves as far as his talent and, and his different sounds and what he, and what he brought to the music game. Absolutely, the, the dream ain't nothing to mess with. Let's just stay. Let's just stay right there. Like he's really <laughs> good. Keith with a uh, a song for us right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that is a completely different genre. But get us mm-hmm. right, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah, so, hold so, so, segue, Alana. <laughs> Um, we are back. Uh, we are back. Hello. We are back. Uh, we are back. Um, it's time to play. You guessed it. 
who sampled it. Um, so this week we have we have a song. It is a gospel song, and I plan on staying with the whole gospel thing until we add a revelation. It just don't make sense to just make that trend. It helps me because I'm I'm like I don't feel like reading the Bible, and then <laughs> then we hear a gospel song. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm you ready to hear right. Yeah, man. Um, so what artist song from 1975 was sampled to create this gospel hit? Is it a rapper? No. I, I, I'll, I'll read it again. Um, He's out reading again. Uh, do, do, do. What oh. artist song from 1975 was sampled to create this gospel hit? Oh. I'm going to play the end because I love that part. Y'all want me to spare y'all? Yeah, I don't know this one. Alana? Get out of here. I, I can't, I don't hear it. No. <laughs> what you mean you don't hear it? I ain't playing. I don't it. hear I don't I'm saying I don't hear a sample. Oh, okay. I can't, I don't hear a song in there. I hear I hear the horns and it I could be just like reaching, but I hear it with that um Chris Brown and um Joel song. Nope. This is DJ Rogers. It's a yeah, got a whole cigarette in this bag. DJ Rogers is all right now. In parentheses, think I'll make it anyhow. It's all right now. Think I'll make it anyhow. He recently passed August 22nd, 2020. Oh, man. 
He also is uh, sampled on a better known song by the rest of the world. Um, IDFW Y or IDFWU by Big Sean. Yeah. We, I, I'm thinking um, of putting down. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the title of the song, actually. Mm-hmm. Of Big Sean's or his? Big Sean's song. I know of Big Sean's. I thought you were saying for DJ Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's called, uh, forget the name of that song. But um, I, everyone thought it, that it was Kirk Franklin. He was like, oh, he sampled Kirk Franklin. No, he sampled the song that Kirk Franklin sampled. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It was from DJ Rogers. Yeah. Shout out Hi. to DJ Rogers. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, DJ Rogers. All right. All right. Here we go. And um, just keeping in with uh, what we've been doing, um, Revelation chapter two. Here is the reason I want to reiterate the reason why we're doing this. Um, a lot is happening in this world. Um, people keep talking about end times. People keep talking about what am I, what are we supposed to do? What are we, where are we, who do we trust? An election is coming up. We supposed to put trust in this person. We supposed to put trust in that person. This person is untrustworthy. Um, but what if this ushers this in and this, that, and the third, and they talking about new currency. They talking about one currency. They talking about, um, forcing other people to um, get vaccines. They saying, Keith, do you think that this is going to bring forth the end times and all of that? And I'm just saying, let's read the Bible and let's see what the Bible says. All right. Um, and so, uh, you know I mean, and for me, that is my litmus. That is my, uh, that is my compass. That is, as Sharice would say, my lamp. And, um, so there we go. And so um, we finished chapter one and we're going to read the first half of chapter two and we'll see what we get from it. Um, and like I said last week that we were going to pray before we do this. Um, does anyone want to pray? Because I will if no one wants to. I think you should lead us, Pastor. I'm not a pastor. So keep that in mind, everyone. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a preacher. I just love the Lord. Mm. That is it. <laughs> just a vessel. Would you, could you not? Yes, praise God. Could, speaking of which, Marvin Sapp, Marvin Sapp dropped an album recently called Chosen Vessel. And yeah, she got the straight face like crazy. And if you see the suit that this man has on. That pink, was that the pink one? Yeah, he looked like he about to bust a vessel. I <laughs> how tight, how tight it was. I saw that outfit. I said, "What vessel going to choose the pop?" That's what I meant. <laughs> Chosen vessel, <laughs> looking like a whole. Let me let me stop. I done made fun of three people. Lord help me, Lord. Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lead us in the word. Mm. You supposed to be leading us in the word of God. Yes, Lord, Lord help me. Before we pray, did y'all see what Marvin had on? <laughs> That's what it was. Turn with me in your Bible. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Revelation, Revelation chapter two. Chapter two. Chapter. Yes, Revelation chapter two. And for the record, it is Revelation, not Revelations. Just one. There's only one Revelation, amen? <laughs> <laughs> Revelation chapter two. 
Y'all ain't gotta say amen. It is what it is. <laughs> Y'all ain't gotta agree this week. Right. Though. Yes. Sorry. My dad was would be like, Amen lights. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Amen lights. Amen lights. <laughs> well, he he tapped the mic to see if if the mic was on. <laughs> People don't say amen. He started talking to the wall. Talking to other stuff. He was like, yeah. He was like, that's all right. Y'all ain't got to help me. Oh, lights. As I was saying. <laughs> Anyone want to read? Um, I'll read. Golly. I know. Somebody. Somebody can read. Go off, Keith. We ready. Oh my goodness. Okay. Ready to get into this into this mode. Let's go. All right. Okay, here we go. All right. Um, Father, in the name of Jesus, we say thank you for this time. We don't take it lightly. We also thank you um that we are able to get joy and and laughter from from life. Life that in which you give. I was I was overhearing my mother earlier today talking about um he gives us life and he gives it to us more abundantly. And she was speaking in different ways about how life is given abundantly. And and that's one of those ways is having joy in a time of sorrow and just being able to, you know, see the good in things and be able to, to uh, 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 revel in it and relish in it. And so Lord, we thank you for you. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. Um, Lord, give us grace to read your word. We need you to read your word. Um, Be with us. Lord, your word says where two or three are gathered, you will be in the midst. So let your words pop out um, to us like a pop-up book and and what it is and let it, I mean, it's already living, but let it be able to move and live in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Message to Ephesus. So as I was saying last week, he's writing, John was commissioned by Jesus Christ himself to write write letters or write short little epistles to the angel of the church, to angel to the angel of the different churches. There were seven churches that he was supposed to write to. He was like, write it to the angel of the church and to the churches themselves. Um, the angel of the church we have already specified is not a celestial being. It is literally a pastor of a church, someone who is who has been commissioned to be over the church. <clears throat> so basically, it's a message to the messenger. <clears throat> so chapter two to the angel of the church in Ephesus. Right. The one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands says this, I know your deeds and your toil and perseverance and that you cannot tolerate evil men. And you put to the test those who call themselves apostles and they are not. And you found them to be false. And you have perseverance and have endured for my name's sake and have not grown weary. Let's stop there real quick. Who is the one who holds the seven lampstands in his right hand? and the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands. Like, it's a real quick answer. It's the it's the Sunday school answer. It's Jesus. Jesus. Yes, thank you. Um, verse two, I know your deeds and your toil and perseverance. What is happening here? And you, that you cannot tolerate evil men, and you put to the test those who call themselves apostles, and they are not. What is he doing right here? 
verse two, verse two and verse three. Leveling with them. Leveling. You know what we talked about in last time when I don't know who mentioned it. It might have been me where I was saying that he was expressing that he understands what they're going through. Okay. <clears throat> okay. What's the answer that you're looking for? Not. I mean. If that's what you, it's it's not one of those type of things for me. It's not like, here's the right answer, you know. Um, but one thing that you can surmise from those first two verses is he's, like, what does Paul do? If you ever read the epistles of Paul, remember, like, when Paul, whenever Paul is writing to a church, what is he doing in the beginning of writing to those churches? Paul is like usually like Paul is usually like saying like yo you do this so well you're so good at this he's um he's exhorting him and he's like um yeah yeah like yeah he's praising them for the good that they do you know what I mean so I think there was only like one epistle like where he just had to go straight in like fam I don't know what y'all doing <laughs> but, but like even um, in First Corinthians, he was like, "Yo, y'all do this. Y'all love on each other so well." But that's about it. Everything else, <laughs> y'all need working. So, um, verse two and verse three, he's telling the pastor of the church. He's saying, "Fam, you hate evil." What is he saying? I know your deeds and your toil and perseverance, and that you cannot tolerate men, evil men. And you put to the test those who call themselves apostles, and they are not. Um, so there were people that were calling themselves apostles, and they weren't apostles. Um, there's, a, there's always, like, this little debate about, like, what an apostle is. Um, essentially, an apostle is someone who has seen Jesus and has been personally commissioned by Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now... Those listening are like some people listening are like, hold on, we got some apostles at my church. And no, you don't. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the, more, the more you know, the more you grow. The more you go back to your church and tell them no. You know, I'm not. I'm not here to. I can't not call you apostle anymore, brother Willie. <laughs> <laughs> you are brother Willie. Huh? Brother Pastor. Brother Pastor. Brother Pastor. Uh, when did you see Jesus? Like there were um there were twelve there were essentially there are twelve apostles, arguably. Um we don't really argue that, but it's Paul Paul, who was formerly Saul of of was Paul from Tarsus? No. Yes, I'll say yes. Um, so Paul was also an apostle, even though he didn't walk with Jesus for three years, three plus years, like the disciples did. He was an apostle because he actually saw Jesus and Jesus was like, fam, why do you persecute me? Get up and go and do this. Da, 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 da. He was personally commissioned by Jesus to go and spread the word. Not mad at anybody who's calling themselves an apostle, not mad at anybody that's under a church that has an apostle i just want to share this with you okay <laughs> do with it what you will alana is like stop calling yourselves that <laughs> i stopped when i learned it years ago 
<laughs> I ain't mad at nobody. I ain't mad at nobody. Because they got a whole different, like, reason for why. They, I don't, it's whatever. Um, I want to share this with you. I don't, I want to share the, I want to share the Bible. I'm talking to the people. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> um, verse three. And you have person and you have perseverance and have endured for my name's sake and have not grown weary. Um, perseverance. Um, in different Bibles, it might it might say um different uh, uh different uh, versions, it might say you have overcome. We'll get to that. But um, in verse four, see, verse four, it was like, here you go. You're doing these great things. You're doing these great things. And um, in the King James Version, it says, thy, I know thy deeds and thy toil. Thy is singular. He's not talking to the church. He's talking to the, he's talking to the angel of the church. So I was like, oh, yeah, they, the church is doing all that. Now, now, granted. Now, granted, and you, and this is good. This is good. This is good. You might see, you I always said this. I always, well, my mind is all over the place. Lord, help me. Um, so a lot of times, the church takes on the personality of the pastor. You might see that a lot. Yes. So, so sometimes you'll have pastors that are super dogmatic. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the church will be dogmatic, or and, and, and you know, what I mean, and it, um, and it, and people that are dogmatic gravitate to said church. There are people that there are pastors that are super um, charismatic. Therefore, you might have a lot of people in the church that are charismatic. It's just it's just human nature, and you know, what I mean. Just as opposites attract, so do like things attract. I like this about this pastor because I want to be like that or I exhibit these things myself. There's a leader. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're the head and whatever happens up up top is definitely going to trickle down. So so he might be talking to the church, like what applies to the um, pastor here might also apply to the church, but he's talking to the pastor specifically. And there will be times like when he's talking to the church himself itself, but he's talking to the pastor right now. Um, you have perseverance and have endured for my namesake and have not grown weary, but I have this against you. See, he just, he went from like, I'm exalting you. I'm praising you. Good job for this. Verse four, boom. But I have this against you that you have left your first love. Do we know what his first love is? Not really. We would love to surmise that it's Jesus. We would love to surmise that it's God. Mm-hmm. We would love to come up with that, but we don't know necessarily what it is. Um, I think. Well, let me let me let me throw this out there and see what y'all have to say. This. Do y'all think that God minds that he's not that he wasn't your first love, like the first thing that you love? You you you're asking. You, I'm literally you, asking, and this ain't like again. This I don't think no. he minds to a degree. Does God mind that he was not the first one to be there? Mm. If I you think, think, if you think uh, and think out loud, I, I think he. I, think so. I, I don't. I think, think he minds if if. Once you have the knowledge, right, that if you now are choosing 
others uh, above him, then yeah, I think dude, he minds. But your first love, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that's kind of <clears throat> that's tricky, Keith. I don't think so. I think I think is like say for instance in verse four that it wasn't his first love. Like say for instance that God wasn't his first love in verse four, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think he necessarily like God is you have to understand this about the gospel. The gospel is a love story. It's in and of itself. Right. The gospel mm-hmm. is for God. So loved the world. We heard it over and over, but it's it's so true. And I don't want it to get lost on us because of the repetition of it. But it's it, it, the facts remains is that he loved us. And that's why all of this like why he why all of this is what it is. I don't personally, I don't think that he minds. I think a lot of times the things that we do gravitate that are, that can be um, submitted to God. You know what I mean? Like say music is my first love. I don't think God minds that. And then God is like, I'm going to use that. You know what I mean? Because he's, he or she isn't going to love that more than me. I love that they love that. They can now use that for my glory. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So say, for instance, that it wasn't his first love. I don't think God minds that. Like, again, it being a love story. Um, y'all had relationships with other people before the person that you with now or with later. You know what I mean? They not going to trip. I'm like, because I know that I'm the ultimate. I know that I'm better than this or whatever right. it is. Fine. Right. Needed that to get to, to this position. Fine. Um, verse five, therefore, remember from where you have fallen. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen and repent and do the deeds you did at first. And do the deeds you did at first. <clears throat> or else I am coming to you and will remove your lampstand out of its place. So stars being the angels of the church, lampstands being the church will remove your lampstand out of its place unless you repent. Mm. Yet, verse six, yes, yet this you do have, yet this you do have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. God don't hate people. That's God don't hate. Oh, okay. Who are the Nicolaitans? And for people listening, I'm saying Nicolations. It's not a new phrase for another word. I don't know. Who be guests, so I'm not gonna say that. Well, you I mean it's fine. I actually really don't want to say it. <laughs> okay. I wanna know. I mean, I, I was transparent with my um Tiffany Haddish thing. I feel like you could be transparent. <laughs> That's and it was wild, and I think we've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think that did <laughs> Let's look up Nicolations and why does God hate them? <laughs> Let's go here. We'll stop sharing for a while because I don't know. So Nicolaitans, they were a type of people. Um, so Nicolaitans, let's use um, this phrase, Nicolism or Nicolaism. 
um, some it was like a form of like a Christian sect. So it was like people saying that they were Christians, but it had a whole different doctrine than what than what the gospel is. You know what I mean? Um, um, Nicolism was an early Christian sect mentioned twice in the book of Revelation of the New Testament. There's only one book of Revelation, so I don't know why they said that. The adherents were called Nicolaitans, Nicolaitans, or Nicolites. They were considered heretical by the mainstream church. What is heretical? What does heresy mean? Basically, some fancy word for saying, not the gospel. <laughs> You're trying to pose it off as the gospel, and it's not. According to Revelation 2, 6, and 15, they were known in the cities of Ephesus, and right now we're reading in Ephesus and Pergamum. In this chapter, the church at Ephesus is condemned for hating the works of the Nicolites, which I also hate. And the church in Pergamos is rebuked. So thou hast also some worshiping in their midst who hold the teaching of the Nicolites. So like they were, they were with these cats and not rebuking them for not necessarily like, not necessarily for what you believe, but it was like, they in your midst and you just letting them rock and letting them believe what they believe and tell other people what they believe. like. This is not the truth. You find that same thing in Galatians where Paul is, is again, this is an epistle. Paul writes to the church of, of Galatia and he's like, y'all got some people in y'all midst telling y'all that um, they need to be circumcised. Why y'all doing that? Why y'all letting them do that? He said, anyone who comes to y'all preaching you a different gospel than what I told y'all, it would be worse, it would be better if they were to be cut off. Now, he don't mean cut off like they, we don't, I block you. That's not what he meant. (laughs) He was like, it would be better if they were dismembered. Like, so that they can't, like, basically, so they can't procreate and make more people like them. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. The Bible be worse than what people <laughs> Hey, let me say something. That's blocking on a new level. Ain't no more you or future use. God let her do that. Remember he used to throw the people he used to <laughs> he, um remember um the people that accused um Daniel right and last week, upon further review, I said Daniel when I meant David. I said Daniel and Solomon, and I meant David. I was super tired. I'm not as tired. I got my humility. <laughs> this week, I definitely mean Daniel. Daniel was in the lion's den, and they threw, they once once they was like, oh, you straight. They took all of his accusers, and they threw them and their family in the um, lion's den. And I was tripping. I was like, the family didn't do anything. But that was the thing. Don't create no more people like that. That had right. to. Uh, we don't need no mini you. No, none of that. Um, the the people in um that were you know remember when they were they were scoping out Canaan mm-hmm. in the Old Testament, and it was like and it was like twelve people that went and two came back with a good report, and Tim was like, Nah, we don't need to go over there. Once they finally went into Canaan. They took the family and the, and, <laughs> and the people that were still living of that 12 that said, let's not go over there. They took them and they got swallowed up. And it was like, we don't need people thinking like that. 
Right. We don't need we don't need you or your family. <laughs> Training them up wrong. Mm. <laughs> okay. So um what did um just real quick, because we only got 10 minutes left. Uh long story short, the Nicolaitans, they would like to do stuff like they would mix secularism and I don't I use that word super lightly because I don't think God is not in anything. I think God is God is not separate from what goes on in this world. But that's semantics. Um Nicolaitans, they would have people eat food sacrificed to idols and they would also like encourage people to fornicate and do this, that, and there. It was like, oh, you can be a Christian and do this. You can do this and that. And he was like, I hate them. So it's not even just, even if you don't go by that name, it's the fact like if you, it's the same thing. It was like, yo, if you, if you, he said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. He was like, if you lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. I'd rather you be hot or cold. None of this. I'm I'm with the world. I'm not with the I'm with the world and I'm with God. I was I was on Instagram the other day and I saw tarot cards and the tarot and tarot cards is one thing. But the tarot card said, God wants you to do this by such and such. If you a Libra in this, I'm like, no. These are the things that he hates. <laughs> And I always, and y'all know me, y'all see me. I always implore people, stop being witches. <laughs> you call something, somebody a witch in Quit. a second. Quit. Witch. <laughs> and I know he means it. I mean. And I still laugh. Because <laughs> I, I want you to get the gravity of it. I am joking, like 25. Well, what it is. That's what my grandma used to do. She used yeah. to tell me, but even though she used scripture out of context all the time, she would say straight up, disobedience is witchcraft. And I'd be like, well, that's extreme. <laughs> My mom used to say that. I thought that I was just... Super I extreme. I teenagers was doing when you told me you got the phone and I didn't. But now I'm a witch. Yeah, that's I, a new perspective. That, that is a new perspective. Right, but, that, but when, you make it, <laughs> when you make it blanket like that, though it may not be that literal, yeah, you make it blanket like that, that's how somebody who's 15 is going to take it. So my, my mom used to do it. So. Yeah, that's witchcraft. No. Rebellion is witchcraft. But so is manipulation. Yes. <laughs> so, so is manipulation. So is like using the using word. things out of con- yeah. All that is manipulative and is and is witchcraft. And the Bible does speak directly to that. <laughs> yes. Um. So let me finish up uh, this real quick. Where are we? Verse seven. So the Nicolaitans, they were just like dipping and dabbling in all types of stuff. And it was like, you can be holy and do. And it was like, bro, y'all jacking up the gospel and y'all jacking up stuff. Absolutely not. Verse seven. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. So now you've got to speak to the churches. To him who overcomes, overcomes is super important. To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life which is in the paradise of God to him who overcomes. Why does it say like in some, in some scriptures, it might say something like 
him who endures. Mine says he who is victorious. Mm-hmm. Why why is why am I pointing out overcomes though? I don't think it matters. From what I was reading, from what I was reading, he was like being super like semantical. I was like, fam, you can use that for both. Um, to him who overcomes, and, and who do you get the victory by? Like through? Mm-hmm. God? Definitely Jesus. Yeah. When you were asking, is the by that threw me off. Okay. But I know what you're asking. By or through. <clears throat> so it's not of yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? So don't think like, oh man, if you if you endure to the end, it's like but then it would become works based. Then it you, you would it would make you feel like, well, I gotta do this by myself. And it's like, you don't. You have Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit. You have the triune God on your side. So that's why it's good to like look at to be able to like like overcome, like the Greek translation for overcome, it works all of that in there. It's like to overcome, you overcome by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ overcame so you can overcome. The Holy Spirit helps you to overcome all of that type of stuff. Um, that's why I say that like, it's not given to the swift or to the strong, which isn't in the Bible, but and we think that it is. But the, to the one who endures it, it's like, fam, Jesus helps you to overcome. First of all, you have overcome by Jesus Christ. He's overcome, so you overcome. Also, you overcome with the Holy Spirit. You overcome day to day. You overcome trial and tribulation to trial and tribulation with the Holy Spirit. So I, I don't think that should be lost. So don't. I know sometimes we can read the scripture and get discouraged. Like, damn, I can't do this. And you'll be right. You can't. I have that conversation I feel like with people all the time because I keep I feel like it's so repetitive of the Christian faith to have to remind ourselves that Mm. a lot of the things God brings us to and even of the situations that um, we put ourselves in disobediently bring us to the end of ourselves and that's a good thing Mm. if it is pointing you back to God for your strength Mm. for your source of whatever Mm. then it is a good thing Mm. even I was talking to my friend the other day who was considering getting married and he was like, I fear divorce and I'm afraid I won't have what it takes to see a marriage through when it gets to when it comes to a head. And I said, you're not because there's no way to prepare for what could possibly happen. Right. I said, but you coming to the end of yourself doesn't mean it's the end of the marriage. Then yourself is the is the beginning of something else. You then have to outsource. That's mm. good. That's so good. everything in our Christian faith should bring us back to God. That scripture. He is. We are made, he is made strong in our weakness. Absolutely. That's a, that's a gift. That's not a, that's, that's not a, a dooms tale. That is, that is something to celebrate and to appreciate because there, that means there's always hope because we're human mm. and we're limited mm-hmm. and we know we're limited. So it's like, I'm limited. I'm at the end of my limit. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that he uses the weak things to put the strong to shame. So, so he's hype. He's like, oh snap, you can't do this. It's go time. Yeah. I'm ready to work now. When I show up. Because, yes, because I can't. You get the glory if you could do all of this. You don't need me for this. What, even though you might, even, but if you don't think you are and you ain't about to ask him for it, he's like, all right, you got it. Because it's the heart, too, that he's looking at. <laughs> mm-hmm. He'll do a lot. We'll physically do a lot of busy 
busy work and busy things. But if our heart and our motive, he knows, is about getting our own glory, he'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait wait till you fall in your face and you say, I need you. Yep. (laughs) And he's like, all right, I was waiting for this. Yeah, and it'll look like success until then. Mm Mm-hmm. It will. Yep. All right. Um, if I could have like maybe 10 minutes, 10 more minutes of y'all time, we could get up out of here and close this bad boy out. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I was waiting. All right. <laughs> All right. Peace. No. We'll be right back, y'all. I mean, if, you, if it's no, it's not. <laughs> I got to do it myself. <laughs> Who's one of your favorite gospel? Really? Mm-hmm. He really is. Since I was a kid, I love him. He's definitely a gospel artist. Through and through. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. His goddaughter actually... I got hits. His goddaughter sang it, uh, FAMU, and she's incredible. Mm. Incre- I mean, obviously, she's not blood-related to him. Right, I was like... But I'm sure somehow... He's I love that you brought... I love that you brought this up. Love yes, it. Sir. Love it. Which brings us to our next point. Yes. Um, Wanya Morris has been super busy over the past, it looks like, 14 years. Sharice, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Or not Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> what? He built the framework, but don't finish the house. What? He, <laughs> what? Huh? He is I the see. Miami Heat of mm. what we have to talk about. Wanya Morris of Boys the Men has been super busy from what it looks like. I think the oldest, the oldest looks about 15 years old. He got at least 20 kids in in these in these videos that have been popping up, and I'm using hyperbole. Um, about seven kids that um have been popping up on the shave room and stuff for the past for me the past three years. I've been watching them and watching their in my opinion, lack of growth. Now, my ang- and, and I am angry about it, and, and my anger stems from, from the fact that they are Wanye's kids. Wanye of Boys the Men, arguably one of the greatest R&B singers of all time, one of the greatest R&B male singers of all time. One um, of the most pivotal voices agreed. during okay. his time. Well, abs- okay. Super, super agree. Um, and he has some children that, in my opinion, sound great, sound great for kids their age with no professional training. And, you know, you know, Just they, sound great. they sound great for kids that aren't Wanya Morris's kids. <laughs> we can um, say what it is. Um, they sound great to be our kids. Huh. <laughs> Tell you right now. My kid coming out <laughs> singing like that. <laughs> Y'all. I'm, I'm gonna be the first to I, say, I don't yeah, know. I mean, cause we not put we not putting no video out till we get this together. No, I'm <laughs> saying it's the scene period. Not whether the world sees it or not. I'm saying even what they just do when you're at home. To be just I'm right. People who just like, oh, you got a nice voice, and then you produce a child and they sound like that. It's like oh, okay. No, no, no. So my issue ain't so much that they be, my issue isn't so much that they make mistakes within the video, right? 
put a video up. Wait, wait, wait. We ain't even wait, worried about let, that. Let me, my, my, yeah, let me back up. My issue isn't so much that they make mistakes. My issue is that they make mistakes within the video. My issue is the presentation. My issue is y'all not ready. And this seems all over the place. Y'all, we shouldn't have known he had kids until y'all was ready. Yep. So my question is, my question, my question is, hold on. <laughs> my question to y'all, should children pursuing the same career as their famous parents be held to a higher standard? You're automatically held to a higher standard, especially if your yeah, parent is a gold. Should they? Absolutely. We're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. Marcus and Jeffrey. Marcus and Jeffrey Jordan, we were super disappointed. Super. They played Juco ball, I think. You hear me? Because my friend just reminded me of that. They played UCF. Not that, that's not Juco. He said UCF. Did they play at UCF? One of them played at UCF. Okay, that's not Juco. And they had glasses. I know Shari's got on glasses. I wear glasses. I wear but glasses. We not, but we not Michael Jordan. What? So now I don't, like, I don't like how he looked like Charles Oakley instead of um, <laughs> Dagon. Or Horace Grant, rather. Rather than Michael Jordan. So he need LASIK. Yeah. If you want to be Michael Jordan's son, you need to get LASIK. Right. Immediately. Steph Curry got it. I can't see Steph Curry out here wearing glasses. Fam, when when Steph Curry said that he he started putting his contacts in, this was after this man broke all the three point records. (laughs) (laughs) The whole world was like, "Wait a minute! You can't see? Wait." This well, was all that. right. This was all muscle memory. This is all about chicken. <laughs> right. What this is probability. <laughs> this was genetic. That was God. <laughs> that was God. No wonder you point to the sky every time you make one of them things. At this point, it's no the wonder why the team around around is coming out the sky carrying the ball to the goal. You already know your ultimate teammate got you. Exactly. Mm. Uh, this is the six man. Angels in the backcourt. <laughs> Funny thing, right? I would have possibly known Steph Curry had I made the decision to go to Davidson. But I didn't. Mm. Yeah. And what really cracks me up, me and him have the same birthday. Yeah, y'all do. Y'all would have been friends, friends. Right. Just off of that. Everything you, happens for me. What you got? You got a letter? You got an offer letter from Davidson? No, even bigger. Um, I had just came back from visiting Troy. I walk into the guidance um, office because I had a free period and I didn't. <clears throat> I had dropped the class because I was like, I'm not going to be stressing for no reason. So, you know, perks of being a student athlete. You know, I just went to my guidance and was like, I don't want to take this class anymore. And she said, I'll see what I can do. And next thing you know, she had me. Um, you know how they, at Neptune, they started doing that program where you just like, it was like credits towards college and you were like helping out around 
like in the county that's community service and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. that's basically what that's basically what I was doing, but I wasn't really working. Right. I'm walking the, the I went to that food grown. bank twice. <laughs> I think I did it once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the same face. Um I'm walking, I, I'm I'm coming, the bell just run. I'm like walking into the thing and then the, the um I forgot her name, but she was like, Oh, you're in luck. She's walking in right now. I'm like, what? Like I'm looking at her. She's like, it's for you. It's a school. I'm like it's looking around like I'm like, what? Like so she was I was like, hello? And she was like, uh, it was Davidson's um assistant coach at the time. And um, she said, boy, you're a tough one to get in contact with. I said, I am. And she was like, yeah. And she was like, uh, she got straight to the point. She was like, tell me this. Have you been on any visits? I said, I actually just got back from one. And she was like, did you like it? I was like, yeah. So I want you to come to my school. And I was like, in what school are you? <laughs> and then she said, Davidson. And that's when she started getting into it. But by then, my mind was kind of already made up. I didn't even go on a visit, even though I told her on that phone call I would. Well, some mm-hmm. friend you are. Thanks for ruining our special guest. Step exactly. <laughs> Who would have also joined us in Bible study. For real. <laughs> yeah. His wife would have been on some other stuff, but we would have took, we would have took it with a grain of salt. What would she be on? She'd be on some, she be on some why are you reading that Bible? You, why, and why Keith don't like me? You don't like Aisha Curry? You know, she she won attention from other men. Remember that? She was I like, I, I want attention like from other people. So you don't mm-hmm. like her? It's not that. You you somebody wife. I don't like mm-hmm. nobody wife. I know. I'm I don't like nobody like, wife. I'm not saying like her like that. I'm saying you that's don't what you want. as a person. She um, wants it, and I think that's what throws people off. It's one thing if you're just... Y'all not going to like how I'm thinking you. that. I nah. I don't. I don't. I think when you out there putting it out there for it to be seen, that's one thing. And I think um, she definitely was putting it out there to be seen, like for sure. And it it was coming off as like, in my opinion, desperate. I was just like, after that red table talk. After that red table talk, it was the first time we saw her legs. You saw her legs shortly. She was super conservative, and then she just turned it up. I don't understand where it came from. Like, I get it. You're losing weight. You're feeling good about yourself. Cool, go. But it's just like, like you don't think like you like kind of throwing it at us. Like, let us see it for ourselves. Like, you know what I I mean? I I don't. I don't personally agree with necessarily the part where she just kind of like loose got really, really loose in you know other people's opinions as far as what she she got loose. Loose, looser in her, you know, her boundaries. But mm. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Clothing choice wise is what we were saying. Looser in her clothing boundaries. Okay. But she even started wrong um, on that. So I see what you're saying. The truth is, the truth is that I think, especially because they got married so young, even though she can be in love with um, Steph and satisfied with Steph, Genuinely, as far as like what she would ever do or whether or not she would step on a marriage, I'm not, I don't think she would do that. I think what she was expressing was something that most people who get married young, eventually, if they're honest enough with themselves, can relate to, which is there may have been something that I missed out on. Now, she shouldn't have said this out loud. She shouldn't have said it in public. There may have been something that I missed out on because I made this decision very young. And 
I know I'm an attractive woman and I probably probably would be experiencing the same type of fun that my friends are having. That does not mean she regrets her decision, but she's acknowledging that, yeah, that is something that I, I sacrificed in order to be where I'm at. That's just an acknowledgement and that's how I took it. I understand why the world took it differently, but I understand why she said what she said. And there are moments where as a, cause she's human, she could feel like I love my husband. I love that he calls me beautiful, but it's just, when somebody else compliments you that you're not used to, it's just, a it's, it can feel refreshing because marriage is one of those things that can become mundane. It can be refreshing yeah. too, but it can become mundane. And so if that is the case, hearing it from some guy who you don't even think is attractive, that can be refreshing just in itself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't think she should have said that out loud because it's too easily misconstrued. But between her and her girlfriends or her and her therapist or even her and her husband, that is a safer place to express that. Mm-hmm. I don't right. think she's a slut. No, I don't or think that either. Or anything else that people were calling her stuff like that. When I really they, think she was corny. People was acting like cheating. Like she was out no, here just like, no. I want some more attention. I'm going to go get some. And then when I get it, I'm doing something no. with it. Like she didn't say all that. You could, you could look at her and tell that she generally enjoys um, her position in life and what she's doing. Like she don't care to be like out here in these streets, for like sort of say. Um, I just think Aisha just wanted to let y'all see, like, oh, I could turn this up yeah, too. I could be sexy too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she, she you know, she started filming herself. I don't blame her. This looks great after three kids. She looks great. So, you know, you want to flex that, but I just feel like you just poured it on a little too heavy and it just seemed desperate. That's all. That was my only complaint. Now, I don't remember the transition in what she wore. I remember the statement she made, but I do not remember the transition in what she wore. Maybe I just didn't notice it. We'll just keep going. <laughs> uh, this the next topic. Yeah, I'm transitioning. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Someone, uh, some people that we are actually trying to give um, attention to. <laughs> um, uh, we are still in our say her name. I don't even want to call it a series. We are still, um, we are still giving. Um, Credence, definitely credence and um, thought and attention to um, the Say Her Name movement and the women that are victims of of police brutality, police assault, and uh, wrongful deaths caused by police. Um, today, we honor Charlena Lyles, and I'm reading from um, from uh, a website courtesy of theguardian.com. Um, Seattle police, and this is uh, old, this is about three years old, um, June 2017. Seattle police shot and killed a woman of four inside her apartment in the presence of her young children after she called law enforcement to report a burglary. The death of 30-year-old Charlena Lyles, who police say was carrying a knife, has sparked outrage across the country with critics decrying the shooting as another example of U.S. law enforcement using excessive force against black Americans. Two officers fired at Lyles shortly after arriving, shortly after arriving to investigate a burglary burglary on Sunday morning. And the mother was pronounced dead before she could be taken to a hospital, according to police. 
Law enforcement on Monday released a four-minute audio recording of the fatal encounter, which captures an officer saying, we need help, and get back, get back, before they fired a stream of bullets. The Seattle Times identified the woman killed as Lyles and said she was pregnant and that three children, ages 1, 4, and 11, were at home during the shooting. Police said the youth were not injured and that other family members are taking care of them. Police called Lyles a suspect in an initial statement, though the Times reported that Lyles was the one who had made the call to report a burglary. They didn't only take one life, they took two lives. Wanda Cockerhearn, a cousin who helped raise Lyles, told The Guardian on Monday, and they destroyed the four lives of her children. Rest in power to Charlena Lyles. And I... I honestly would say, I mean, as much of this stuff as we read, I think this kind of like reignited like some emotion inside of me, man. Mm-hmm. Because it's easy to become numb. Yeah. When it Absolutely. keeps happening. But this one is, like, yeah. I mean, they all they all should hit differently, and they mm-hmm. all should they all should evoke emotion, you know what I mean? But this one, you know what I mean? I get it. Philando Castile was that for me. Yeah. Mm. I think, not Eric Garner. Um, I forget his, I don't, Lord, forgive me, I forget his name, but I actually went to a protest. Like, I went, I, and I went marching for the first time um, about three or four years ago, and I was like, all right, cool, we did that, but what are we going to do now? And we still asking that question, man. Yeah. <sighs> but um, we not here to figure out the answers today on this podcast. But that was that. That's why we doing it to shed light on the people who are less spoken about, and to let people know, hey, um, this stuff is happening. We not making this up. This ain't conjecture. This ain't what we think is happening. This ain't. This ain't um oh, we just want to talk about it and we want to be outraged or enraged or whatever it is. Like, this is happening and it's happening all the time. They shot this woman in four minutes. Yep. And they saying that she had a knife. So if if she did have a knife, she did bring a knife to a gunfight. And that don't mean that, and like, what do you, you know what I mean? Like, are you serious? Exactly. There's no other de-escalation techniques that you have for a knife of a woman. Once, if she throw the knife, yeah, you know I mean, and I don't think she, cause she called y'all. I was just gonna say she that called like, y'all. she called y'all. Even if you approach someone with a knife and you have a gun, you're not scared. The, yeah, you understand what the circumstance is right now. So, mm-hmm. do they. and that's where gun. you get the phrase. You brought a knife to a gunfight. That's where you <laughs> get the phrase. You're ill-equipped. Exactly. It's like we ain't even okay. This is not level playing ground anymore. Yeah. My thing is your whole duty is to come to help. In the de-escalate situations. Right. And make sure y'all both go home alive. Like you should you should expect her to be a nervous rug. You should expect her to want to protect her children. You should expect her to be on the, and the she defense. Was a right. You, to be on the defense. Robbery. I called right. you about a robbery. Do you think that the burglar is gonna still be here? Holding right. a knife. 
in plain view. So, so they, they just sat there and let me do this. And even if I were the burglar, I still don't need to be shot to be taken to jail. Take me to jail. That's another thing that people keep missing mm-hmm. in these conversations is even if you are in the wrong, you don't need to kill me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm starting to think at this point? Is it less paperwork if you shoot them? Probably. Mm-hmm. It's less money too. You ain't got to pay to keep them alive while they in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <clears throat> ain't no easy way to move on from, from this topic, man. Um, no. So while we waiting for justice and while we waiting for the next um, podcast, um, what are some things? Wait, that- I don't mean to cut you off. Did we finish the um the YA kids thing? <laughs> we or did we get sidetracked? Okay, I'm just making sure. And I'm like, whoa. Go ahead, Sharice. Two minutes. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. All I got to say is my man is I, I can't consider you a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting he, that go. He, he no negligent. Way. He negligent. I think a part of him, you don't want to see your kids out Not doing you. You don't want to see your kids do better than you because ain't no way. You wouldn't let that go down like that. I'm just saying. Like, I know better. And I, I knew better to show my sis. So hopefully her offspring, when she is, she could show them beyond what she did. You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole point. Growth. You know? And it's just like, what? Yeah, like you, Kina, you have you you have reached pretty pretty. Shakina went to the hard. WNBA, by the way. She played for Sha- the Shakina. Shakina. <laughs> My bad. Shakina mm-hmm. went to the WNBA. Who she played for? Dallas Wings. I was. Oh, the Wings. Mm-hmm. I knew it was some blue team. I was about to say that. Mm-hmm. So that actually, they got the same color as the Seahawks. It's fire. It looks yeah, yeah. Nice. I know it, it got uh, mm-hmm. that little line. Not in the WWE anymore. No, my sister's done. She's on the better thing, she's coaching. Mm-hmm. She's for coaching now. The Morgan, she coaches Morgan State. Oh, that's no, nice. she doesn't. <laughs> that was, <laughs> I actually thought it was serious. He says stuff so. She do coach Morgan State. She do that coach Morgan State, but Who, go where off. Where she dude. coach? Ah, uh, St. Louis and Albany. Shari, what, what she do for a, she had she she was doing something for an Orange College. Orange. A col a college that had orange as their colors. She was. <laughs> okay. Right. You tell me, cause you. I am. <laughs> You tell me, because uh, maybe you just saw her in that color, and you just thought that. I don't know, brother. I so she know. coaches for St. Rose? Yeah, in Albany. Albany, New York? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Alana's dad, said, who's governor of um, Colorado, <laughs> he um he was in a commercial recently. It works. He's he not the governor of Colorado, though. Oh, wow. Well, why would he say that? It got to be true. He, mm-hmm. he actually saw him the day before he did that, and he just says stuff flippantly that it like actually it matters. My like, dad we together the, the day before, and I said, "Where are you about to go?" He's like North Carolina to meet with the black. He's like, "I'm gonna go meet with uh, the re- other black mayors in the country and and Joe Biden." I'm thinking they just about to sit down and have a table talk. Mm-hmm. Y'all are making a whole campaign commercial that people are sending. Uh, me. I'm like, Pat, why didn't you say that? 
He just said stuff like that. <laughs> no, my he dad does it. Like, oh wow! My dad does it. My dad said, "I'm going to a, I'm going to a march on Sunday. Do you want to go?" And I told him, "No, I'm gonna go with my friend to another march." Wound up going to the march that he asked me to go to. It was his march in New York, and it was thousands of people. <laughs> Wow! Like, <laughs> I'm going to do a commercial for Joe Biden. Fam, right. fam, I get to the part like where everybody rallies up and they about to speak, and I hear my name being called, and then I, and then I hear a familiar voice on the mic <laughs> praying, and then hearing the voice throughout the rest of the uh, event. I'm like, this was your daggone march. But all these people in the middle of New York City. Wow. I'm going to. No, you're not going to a march. This is your march. <laughs> so I feel I'm you. Going to a march. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm just going to go meet with the black mayors. No, you're going to do a national presidential campaign commercial. Mm. The rest of wow. the black mayors in the country. No, no, there's, that's different. Wow. I thought you were going to lunch. <laughs> thought y'all was going to shoot the <laughs> thought y'all was going to shoot it's kicking it. yeah I know what you're saying Yeah, I thought you were just kicking it right. kicking Ooh, it um, that's a, that's so while you gotta pull, pull. <laughs> <Let me talk laughs> <to you. laughs> so, so while they wait um, y'all got anything for them to listen to or watch or read their songs has a new album out <laughs> and I'm going to speak about it regardless. I don't care about your faces. You also, you might not also care about the victims or alleged victims. Continue. That is not the truth. <laughs> that is not the truth. That is not the truth. Innocent until proven guilty. You are right. <clears throat> Thank you. At this point, literally all I've heard is rumors and nothing else. So, anywho, Trey Songz has a new album out. Um, and I think that the best thing about it is the way that it flows. Like it's actually put together really well. Can and, can we can we hold off on a review? Because we should okay. review it. Okay. We but you want them to listen to the Trey song? Oh, listen to it. Listening to. Yeah, I think it's worth listening. To. Okay, I've been ignoring it, but I got you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you know, Ready was just such a really good album. Yeah, actually, so I was about to say that. Can I say this one little thing? Is the second half of it reminds me of Ready. Okay, you got my attention. There we go. Ready was good, man. Ready was good. Was Ready good. is his um confessions. Of course yep. It yes. That's his thriller. Some people like anticipation better than Ready, though. The uh-uh. Uh-uh. Don't let them do that. So, what should they listen to or watch or read or whatever while they wait? Um. I haven't listened to no new stuff. I've actually been listening to old stuff. And what I did was, uh, this is this is gonna be funny. Like um, Beyonce, I went back. I said, "Wow, Beyonce really got a nice little collection of albums now." So I'm gonna go back to every album and pick uh, two of the like more so not popular songs and listen to them. And I did that. And I was like, oh, I'm going to start doing this with different artists that I really like their work. So now um, I did Beyonce and I'm going to move on to, 
I, I said it the other day. Who did I say I was going to move on to? Oh, yeah, of course. I said I was going to do Jay-Z next. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to tell people to listen to Marvin Sapp's new album. I am not. <laughs> but I will tell you guys, to, I found this guy on uh, Mario's Mario's uh, Instagram. So Mario has been doing this thing like where he's he's... He won't say it, but this is what you're doing. You're accepting money for people to be promoted on your page because you have a million followers. And it's working. Mm-hmm. So far, there's been a lot of gospel artists that have been on his page. <laughs> and so he, I'm like, you know you worship the moons and the stars. But hey, okay. <laughs> but, love the universe. But, you know, he, got, uh, he has an album coming out this Friday called Mars. It's an EP coming out. He has a song called Mars. Which is super dope. Mm-hmm. So check that out. But I, I didn't. I, it's not to promote uh, Mario today. Right now, it's about this guy. I posted it. I said I'm listening to this, and he reposted me. I found him on uh, Mario's page. It's called the guy is called Devin Baker, and the song is called Abundantly. And so um, I'll play that as we as we leave out. So you catch a little mm-hmm. snippet of it before we dip. All right. So, oh, podcast news. This this is, we got one more podcast before the end of the season. Okay. So that would, I think that's like 32. So that's a feat for us. I think that's the most we've done in a season, um, give or take. Give or take. I mean, it's, it's not because if you do the math, but we did a whole thing when we were doing two podcasts a week and all of that type of stuff. So, um but you know, we were calling part one and part two. But if you you know you really break that down, one twenty one. Anyway, so also uh, that's another thing. We're gonna go to two podcasts a week starting next season. There's a lot of great. Su- I don't want to say great surprises, but it, it's a lot of good payoff. If you've been listening to us for these past three seasons, season four, you're gonna be super proud of us. I guarantee it. Um, so one more, one more week, and then we're out of here. So come back on the 20th. Yeah, come back the 20th. We'll still be here thereafter for like a whole month. We're going to be playing reruns. Um, and funny enough, y'all, I got an episode with y'all before, like before we even started doing all this. Like before Alana became a regular, she was on the podcast maybe like two or three times. So I'll play that one. I'll, I'll play one where she spoke a lot on that. Um, I'm a steal. I'm a steal an episode from um, from uh, Soul Vibes. Shireen's podcast. <laughs> I'm a lot more vulgar on that one. <laughs> no, nah, there's there. Remember the Sorry one that we, the one that the one that we the you don't. I want to address this. You the only reason why we still put an E on this podcast. Sorry, I'll, I'll work You're on You're the it. only reason. <laughs> but, but I also want to address that. Thank God for the group chat. It's not a Christian podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I laugh when people say it's not. <laughs> it's, I, and I, what I mean by that, it's not for, it's not for Christians per se. It's for anyone who wants to come and listen to this thing. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about God. Yeah, we're gonna Why? talk about the, huh? Hey, yeah, Shaw's gonna curse. I don't mean it. Ain't nobody ever stop you. You're not the only one here who curses. No. Thank you, Alana. You're the only one that curses on this podcast. 
Shut up, Keith. Listen, I just haven't been moved to profanity. <laughs> nah, that's like a second language to me. I, I cuss. Like, Shari's is from Jersey. I cuss. Yeah, it's bad. Like, it, it really, it really got worse. The better but I got in basketball, I really started cussing. But listen, that's my thing, right? That's my thing. This is a place. It's, it's really, the, it's what the title is. Thank God for the group chat. To be able to say, say what you feel, how you feel. Right. Mm-hmm. It is a judgment-free place. And if you can't handle it, this podcast isn't for you. If you're waiting for us to become more of what you want us to be, we'll never be that. Um, I wanted to create a place where people could be themselves and you would be able to hear it. And it is what it is. And so that's why I'm super, super grateful when people come on here and they can be themselves unequivocally as much as possible because it is going out to for the world to say you want to keep some form of anonymity in some spaces. But it is what it is. So I do want to make that clear. Thank God for the group chat is not a Christian podcast per se. I didn't create this for Christians. Didn't. I didn't. So if you're a Christian and you're listening to this, glad to have you. We welcome you just like we welcome each and every other person that listens to us. Um, so with that said, you can check us out. I don't care where you found us at. Thank you for listening to us. You can catch us on Instagram. You can catch us on. So my Instagram is robe.the.kxng. Alana, do you want people to find you or no? It's Alana underscore Ave, which is A-L-A-Y-N-A. Underscore A V A E. Sha. King Sha 24. Straight right. to the point. Y'all might get two followers, but <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> nah, but now nah, what was happening uh, in the beginning was super organic. Like a lot of people started following us, and you forget who follows you for what. And so, like, they yeah. just become friends, and it's like, Oh, I forgot. I met you through the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. So um, you can catch us on Instagram. You can catch us on Facebook. 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 Just check us out at Thank God for the Group Chat. You can find us there for all the updates. YouTube us for all the updates. Again, just search Thank God for the Group Chat. Hit subscribe, like, and share. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got. Word. Bailey, daddy loves you. <laughs> Almost forgot, but I'm not going to leave y'all hanging. This is Abundantly by Devin Baker or Devon Baker. I'm not sure what it is. I'll find out. Um, this is Abundantly. This was released early September. The song has really been speaking to me. And if, if nothing else, it's just been giving me my R&B and my gospel fit.
Abundantly by Devin Baker. I ain't perfect, but I'm trying. This was episode 121. Thank God for being chat. Thank y'all for tuning in. Grace and peace. Bailey, daddy loves you.